Hello and welcome to Treasure Trove, the bi-weekly podcast that brings out the interesting, obscure, and odd games that kind of get left behind. Uh, last week was pretty much the exception of the rule, though a majority of the episodes I guess you could say were exceptions to the rules. Uh, Pokemon Yellow, which everyone seemed to really like. Thank you for listening. I appreciate all of the uh, people who took the time out to listen to it. This week I'm going to bring something really deep down under uh, that uh, people kind of gloss over simply because of the platforms that it's on, uh, and that would be Virtue's Last Reward. This is the second game in the Zero Escape series that can be found on the 3DS and uh, PS Vita, and because of those platforms, it's kind of been left behind despite how great it is. So let's go ahead and jump in. Take a look at the story. The year is 2028. After waking up trapped in an elevator, both player-controlled characters, Sigma and the girl known as V, work together to escape. Hence the name of the franchise, Zero Escape. So upon the escape, the two find themselves trapped with seven others in a mysterious location, each wearing a bracelet that displays the number three. Every character also has different colors on their bracelets. Uh, shortly after introducing themselves to one another, the captor, Zero Number Three, also nicknamed Zero Junior, reveals itself in the form of a CGI white rabbit on a, uh, like a monitor of sorts. Uh, Zero Junior explains that everyone is taking part in the Nonary Game Ambidex Edition. Uh, the Nonary Game is in which five, I'm sorry, five, nope, nine, hence the name Nonary, uh, players must come together and work together to solve puzzles to get to the end. In order to escape, the group must work together to solve these various puzzles found in various rooms around the facility. As the player solves these puzzles, the plot unfolds through multiple story pathways and endings. Um, really, this game is very heavily uh, influenced by its story, so delving any further is kind of risky. I think it's a better experience to... Uh, go into with the basic premise and go from there. So let's move on to gameplay. Uh, this game is uh, compared a lot to Danganronpa, the, the franchise Danganronpa, which makes sense because Virtue's Last Reward is also separated between visual novel segments and first-person exploration sequences. Uh, the major difference between the two franchises stems from what players do during the first-person mode. So whereas Danganronpa was about exploration, solving a murder mystery, kind of getting to know people, Virtue's Last Reward is about puzzle solving. Once you're in the first person sequence, you are typically locked in a room trying to escape. Um, so there's really not a whole lot extra to do other than solving the puzzle. Uh, during the first, uh, during the visual novel segments, the player will follow the story, watch character conversations, and eventually make decisions to, into which room to go into. Each de decision point is part of a tree. In order to get the full story and solve every puzzle, you'll have to return to these decision points and make different choices. Uh, once a decision is made, it's time to solve a puzzle. Each puzzle is unique with no simple answer, usually multiple steps, uh, anywhere between 5 and 13 uh, on average. Uh, each puzzle also has its own set of rules, so the player must learn these new rules in order to solve it. Uh, once in a puzzle room, you won't be able to leave until the puzzle is solved, so you're kind of stuck in there. You can't really fail a puzzle in that way, which is kind of nice, but if you are stumped, it's going to force you to kind of put the game down and think about it. But to help, you should definitely keep plenty of paper and pencil at hand, because lots of these puzzles require math, memory, spatial manipulation, messing with shapes. Um, it's easiest done with paper rather than in your head. It's a little bit like The Witness in that instance. 
Uh, each puzzle also has an extra secret solution for a safe that holds a secret file. This file gives players access to deeper explanations of various background stories on characters, terms used in the game, and even useless but very humorous facts and information. Um, for PlayStation Vita owners, you also need to solve the secret uh, puzzle in order to get the Platinum. So if that is something that is interesting to you, you might as well try and solve it while you're in the puzzle. Make time a little bit easier. Because uh, the game is roughly 25 to 30 hours. Uh, we could talk a little bit more about the gameplay, but that's kind of it. Um, it seems very simple, and it is simple. The puzzles are where you get all the fun from. It's a little bit like The Witness uh, on PS4, where the mechanics aren't what's going to challenge you. It's the actual in-game. You have to use your brain, um, which turns some people off. I understand. Sometimes you just want to be lethargic and shoot people. That's not this game. But it's still an amazing game. During the development, there's a lot of interesting tidbits here I found, so it's a little bit longer than usual. Uh, Virtue's Last Reward is the second game in a trilogy. The first game, 999, is responsible for the desire to create a sequel as well as localize both games in English. According to the developer Chunsoft, when the original game's promotional videos hit the web, 70% of the comments came from English-speaking countries, which, according to Virtue Last Rewards, director Kotaro... Kotaro Uchikashi, I'm going to attempt to do this over and over again because he's referenced a lot. Uchikashi is very rare in the Japanese industry. These two factors secured the development of Virtue's Last Reward. The more relaxed, exploration-heavy atmosphere of the sequel was put into place due to a survey of Japanese gamers who did not buy 999, stating that it looked too scary for their taste. Uchikashi said he, quote, didn't have a choice but to tone it down, end quote. The game story went through plenty of different iterations, including an ending in which all of humanity is wiped out and one character goes back in time to change the future. This was taken out due to Uchikashi feeling the ending was, quote, a bit crisp and sudden, end quote, as well as inappropriate after the 2011 Tohaku earthquake. When writing the story and the character conversations, Ushikashi says he always has a conversation with an imaginary player. It makes the process more fun. Um, while developing the game story, Ushikashi worked hard to keep players' desire to, uh, keep players' desire to continue the story high, rather than focusing on trying to keep their characters alive. Quote, so basically, rather than the desire of, I don't want this character to die, so I'll try to avoid it, we put emphasis on... Uh, the desire, I don't want the story to die, as is, so I'll try to avoid it. As a result, keeping the story alive will connect in, in a way to avoid, uh, in a way with the player to avoiding the death of a character. End quote. Um, the stories and scenarios were thrown together by Uchikashi in Excel. Quote, After that, I matched the results with the chart I made and then came up with the nitty-gritty stories. When I came across situations that I couldn't get to uh, work story-wise, I rewrote them in the Excel file, end quote. So he has this giant Excel file of all these different situations. And I say giant because when you look at the tree of the various endings and points in the story in which you make a decision, it is quite large. It is no joke whatsoever. But it's also really part of what makes this game so great. I'm super excited for the sequel. More on that in a little bit. 
<coughs> Excuse me. Uh, the stories and scenarios were thrown together, but oh, though the game was originally uh, written with Western audiences in mind, there are still a few jokes that did not translate well, including a running joke of both Sigma and Zero Jr. talking like animals. Sigma talking like a cat, Zero Jr. talking like a rabbit, for obvious reasons. Um, the editor, Ben Bateman, who helped translate and localize into English, helped ease these issues by replacing them with cat and rabbit puns when they would talk. Um, Overall, the reception of the game was fairly high. Virtue's Last Reward received fairly positive reviews on both platforms in uh, the regions it released in, namely Japan and the West. Uh, in Japan, the outlet Famitsu awarded a 34 out of 40, praising it the intricate story and checkpoint flowchart system. While in the West, the game was received well as well, with the 3DS Metacritic aggregated score at around 88 out of 100 and Vita at 84 out of 100. Uh, the game also received various accolades with, uh, from different gaming publications, including the best handheld game of the year from GameSpot uh, in 2012, as well as the best 3DS slash DS story from IGN that same year. My personal thoughts on this game is that it's amazing. It's really hard sell because it is a thought-provoking sit-down. You have to pay attention. The story is mostly voice-acted, but there are sequences of inner thought that are not, so therefore you have to read them. The puzzles can get difficult and frustrating for some people, uh, myself included. There are plenty of times where I got stuck. Virtue's the Last Award has been out long enough. You can use a guide. That's no longer an excuse. Um, but overall, how it all comes together is an amazing amalgam of these things that shouldn't work but do. The game is full of references to different philosophies, uh, different mathematical equations, different scientific thought processes, Schrodinger's cat, um, the, uh, the, the thought process of time travel and how we interact with time and how we communicate with one another, the, the uh, ability to use telepathy to astral project yourself into a different body, like all of these science and pseudoscience things that come together. And what's so great about it is that you slowly learn these things over time. They're found in little hidden notebooks and different pieces of uh, documents you find in the, in the different rooms while you're solving puzzles. And as you move on with the story, each piece slowly connects. It slowly adds on. It's this brilliantly written sci-fi story that truly I don't think could get pulled off any other way than in a game. A lot of the times we look at games such as The Last of Us, which is a great action, slightly stealth, you know, adventure game with a great story, but that's already being translated into a movie, because it can be. Not that it shouldn't be a game, it's an amazing game, one of my top five easily. This, however, Virtue's Last Reward, the story in no way could truly be translated into a film, nor could it be a book, because if it was a book, it'd be a weird choose-your-own-adventure that'd be really complex and almost too obscure for the player or the reader to really get a full grasp on, whereas with the menus and UI and everything given to you, it's a lot easier. You have all of your archives that keeps all of your notes, so if you ever get confused by something, say you run into Schrodinger's cat in the first room, and then 30 hours later they're talking about Schrodinger's cat, you have no idea what they're talking about, you can easily pull up the menu and look at the UI, or look at the archive data on Schrodinger's cat in the middle of the conversation, so you're no longer confused. It does a lot of little things that helps keep the players going, especially on concepts that may be a little obtuse than what they're normal, normally uh, involved in. Plus, the characters and the motivations behind the characters are very different, very interesting. Um, not the same type of characters you typically find in Japanese-style games. Similar to Danganronpa, but Danganronpa 
also went a little bit more childish. Uh, it was definitely dark, but in a childish manner. Whereas this is dark on a on a sophisticated manner. Like you definitely you definitely have that cognitive resonance with the with the players with the characters. I'm sorry. The puzzles I think are great. They can be difficult. Finding out the hidden uh, the secret file is definitely a challenge from time to time, but they're also really enjoyable. And they're they're, de- they're the puzzles that when you solve them, it feels so good to solve them. Um, overall, I mean, the choices that you make on which room you go into influences your individual playthrough, not necessarily the overall story. It does and it doesn't because eventually you have to go through that pathway. So no matter what, you're always going to figure out everything in the end but the way it dawns on you as a player is very different it's a very different feel from making choices in something like walking dead where you make a choice and almost the immediate reaction happens to that choice someone's going to die you're going to pick one or the other that's an immediate reaction virtue's last reward is very different because when you make a choice it's subtle it's small i'm going to go into the blue door instead of the red door what's behind the blue door oh i found out about this scientific theory Oh, that kind of applies to the situation going on in the story. Completely missing the next door until 10 hours later when I come back and it has another revelation for me personally, the player. It's really fascinating how it interacts with you in that way. In a way, really, that I haven't found another game, you know, being able to do. Uh, So if you really like sci-fi stories, if you like intricate mysteries, uh, this is perfect game for you. If you don't like puzzle solving, I still, but you like narrative, if you like a good sci-fi story and a good mystery, I still recommend playing it because, again, there are guides. And you may feel like you're cheating because you're going through a guide because you're using a puzzle. Get over it. It's still going to be enjoyable. And you're getting the light novel a lot. Boom. I can't talk tonight. The light novel aspect out of it. And that's truly, to me, the most important part. But that is all. Uh, Oh, sequel. So, Virtue's Last Reward is the second game in the series. I know... I didn't talk about the first game a whole lot. 999 is the first game. And the reason I left 99 out, uh, 999 out is because it didn't resonate the same way with me. It is available on iPhone in pure light novel form for the people who don't like puzzles. It's available on the 3DS, I'm sorry, the original DS with puzzles uh, for the people who do enjoy them. And the story is also entertaining. It has a little bit more of a horror vibe like I was discussing earlier, uh, how Uchikashi had to pull back on the horror vibe it also has a less uh a less expansive story there's definitely multiple paths but not nearly on the level of virtue's last reward so ultimately though i enjoyed it it didn't resonate with me the way virtue's last reward did a sequel and the third game in the trilogy of zero escape is coming out this will be the final game in the franchise it should be out sometime this summer uh, on Vita and 3DS. I'm super excited for it. They just announced the cast, which includes a bunch of returning characters. So uh, now would be the time. Jump in now. Enjoy the game. Get Spend your time with it. It is worth the effort. I will be back in two weeks with another game. I'll probably switch to something more action-oriented because I've kind of gone passive these past few games. Um, but I couldn't help but do Virtue's Last Reward. I've been really waiting to do this one. You can find me on Twitter at JesterHead0302. Feel free to leave comments on the blog. You can also find Treasure Trove on iTunes now. Uh, Feel free to download. Please, if you're liking the podcast, go in there and give me a a, a five-star rating, maybe a review if you prefer. If you don't want to leave a review, give me your own thoughts on the game. Uh, Tell me what you think about Virtue's Last Reward. 
Uh, also, feel free to leave your comments on the blog post. I also have the uh, podcast on Stitcher. So SoundCloud, Stitcher, my blog, uh, and iTunes. Whichever you feel comfortable with, it is available to you. Uh, thank you again for listening, and keep on gaming. That was really terrible. I know. Keep on gaming. What am I talking about? If you have a really catchy slogan or something you want me to say at the end, you should leave that in your iTunes review as well. Now, I really leave you. I bid you adieu.